We always start off with Jamie giving us a gold nugget to walk away with in the first 60 seconds. But first, Jamie, I got a plug. We do have an official The Cure and the Curse Facebook page. Oh, okay. Right? So please, I feel like I'm shouting into the abyss on there. So if you enjoy the podcast, it's a great way to follow along. Um, and I'll post more content as we get more followers. Although that should be backwards, probably I should post if you post the content they will come is what i understand also you can email us input questions bring on the haters too not that you have any but i probably do the world does not need anymore well they're out there and they email and you're welcome to info at the cure and the curse.com i'm brady she's jamie we always start off in the first 60 seconds with a nugget of info to walk away with jamie please shop around for your insurance as well but whenever you're doing that keep in mind the deductible is the amount of money you're going to meet first so in that choose the insurance if you're a healthy person you can choose higher deductible plans with cheaper premiums if you're more likely to be not as healthy you choose the lower deductible plans and possibly higher premiums Okay, we're shopping around for insurance this week, and something I'm looking forward to talking about is not only insurance companies, but there's an outside option. What are they called? Oh, Uh, cost shares. Cost shares. We're going to dig into cost shares, which is something Jamie has uh, turned me on to here in the last few months. Looking forward to all of that. This is episode five. Woo! Warning. The hosts are not doctors or financial advisors, and they definitely are not responsible if you decide to quit your day job and become a professional yodeler. As a member of our audience, you should take our advice with a grain of salt. But don't get salty. This is a conversation about managing the confusing maze that is financing medical care. This is The Cure and the Curse with Brady and Jamie. Shopping for insurance is evidently a thing and shocker, Jamie, I didn't realize it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. To me, buying health insurance specifically was, I go to a super boring HR meeting, they give me a packet of papers, I mostly ignore it and choose the cheapest option. Yes. I'm trying to switch that up now that I have a family and there's five of us. Typically, I just go off whatever my wife does, right? Mm -hmm. And I trust her. I have to imagine that most of the advice we're going to get this week, it's going to be generic. We can't tailor it because everybody's situation is different. How many family members? What kind of options do you have? um, How healthy are you? How do you want to chop it up? But there are a lot of options. Let's uh, shop for insurance. Give us the basics. The basics is, again, you have to know how much you can afford. Typically, whenever I had an employer-based insurance plan, I, since I was healthy back in the day, which I am today, (laughs) I chose the cheapest premium, you know, with the highest deductible. But that was also in a time where employers also gave you an HSA account to offset that expense, right? So I remember one year, it was back in the day, 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 I think my son was like two or three years old. And I was like, dude, we're running around here so healthy, thank God. But these premiums are dumb. And I worked at hospital-based, you know, right. you know, I worked at the hospitals. So typically they'll waive your deductible and all that stuff. So oh. you get close to free service, but you know, it just wasn't enough. I wanted to see how far I could go. So one year I opted out 
of an employer-based insurance policy, and I got my own flexible spending account. Oh. And I paid cash for all my medical services. Don't you know, I did not spend all of that $2,800 paying out of pocket because people were like, oh, you're paying cash? Eyebrow raise. Yeah. Let me give you the discounted rates. So I was like, hmm, dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> There has to be some options closer to this idea that I have of paying cash. Yeah. And that is when I stumbled upon cost shares. Okay, before we get to cost shares, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So is the law currently everybody has to have health insurance or you get penalized on your taxes? Isn't that part of Obamacare? Yeah, and that, that still holds. That still holds. I believe so. Check your state because I know yeah. probably some state not saying a name, but probably Louisiana or something. Right. Probably opt. Who knows what's going on down there? Check right. your states. Yeah. Check your states. For those specific laws, talk to your accountant for the tax implications. Uh -huh. If we assume, you know, in your situation where you were like, all right, let me get this FSA and t choose the highest um, deductible. Mm -hmm. What happens if something catastrophic goes down? You were still covered. Yes. Like over 10,000 or what? Yes. Whatever that number was. Whatever that number is. Um, the one thing to look for, you know, because everybody, that's the driving point as far as marketing for insurance is just in case, yeah. right? So the catastrophic incidents, they have a policy in there that indicates it's titled um, unlimited or limited amount of monies that you can use before the whole medical um the benefits are considered exhausted right. and it's like millions lifetime maximum it just came okay to yeah, yeah 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 lifetime maximum though is that an actual lifetime or just a year a year <laughs> ah, you know you love these terms it's so cute because you think to yourself you know? like a lifetime yeah. that's the rest of my life yeah no. But no. No. But typically, most people don't reach that um, yeah. in their insurance policy, so it's not really a concern, yeah. you know, whenever there's a catastrophic incident. Okay. Let me ask you this. Dumb guy, dumb questions. Here comes the curse um, of my dumb questions. Let's say I go into a coma on uh, December 15th, mm -hmm. right? and I haven't used much of my premium, and let's say I went for the high deductible, um, so I haven't used much of my deductible. Let's say my deductible's 10 grand. Yes. I go into a coma on December 15th. Mm -hmm. It's gonna cost me 10 grand, mm -hmm. and then when that resets January 2nd, mm -hmm. I probably haven't changed my insurance. No. So my premium's gonna hit again. Yes. Go back to, not my premium, my deductible is going to reset to zero. Yes. I'm going to hit that 10 grand again. 10 grand Right again. out the gate. Right out the gate. So those, I'm in a coma for 30 days. Uh-huh. That's going to cost me whatever both my premiums are. Then it's whatever percentage uh -huh. until I hit some sort of a max. Uh-huh. And that's going to reset on the first again. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. That's why it, I noticed a trend back in the day, day, day. 
when I worked in a hospital-based uh, facility, that towards the end of the year, typically around holidays, Thanksgiving is when it started. Everyone started getting hip replacements, knee replacements, you know, the big surgeries, because by that time you've met your deductible, so it's right. 100% coverage. Right. And of course, it's the holidays. Who doesn't want to be off work? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Let me just go in and get something cut up, and I'll yeah. be laid up for a minute. Yes. But yes. Those are the big factors, right, um, when we're mm-hmm. talking about shopping for insurance. And typically, when I'm shopping for insurance, insurance. Typically, I only have one company to Mm -hmm. choose from, but they have different policies. Yeah, they have different plan types. Look, don't be me. Pay attention. Yes, pay attention. Talk to somebody, ask questions, because I think our running theme in this podcast, five episodes in, is be an informed consumer. It's not easy. Yes. Nothing worth it is. Right. But pay attention, ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's the key here. I know I rage against the machine. The system is not rigged against us, Mm -hmm. but it isn't rigged in our favor. No. Right? Yeah. And and if you get got, you got got. Yeah. Right? And and to a large degree, it's on our own, but put in the work, be an informed consumer. Yeah. So there's uh, the deductible that we need to be concerned about, right? Yes. Then there's also the premium we need to be concerned about, right? Yes. And then you kind of, we already talked about FSA, HSA, and PRA. What uh, was it? Uh, HRA. HRA. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, so we already talked about all that stuff. Also be aware of what is covered by percentage? You're talking about hip replacements. Understand how much is covered in your plan or what is covered in your plan and how much. Because your coinsurance can differ from 20% on up to uh, 90%, you know, which is the percentage of what the insurance will cover is the difference. So the 20% is your responsibility on down to 10%. And again, something else you said, look at the charts where it says in network and out of network. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, Jamie, I would have not noticed, but today, can I say names? Can I say Advent Health? Um, Is it okay uh, or should you I not? You just say hospital. Okay. So I went to, <laughs> um, I got a lab order from my doctor and uh-huh. it, it, you know, it rhymes with schmad mint schmelf, right? Right. Um, I won't say any names, but I got the lab. So I go out to the uh, hospital with the mm-hmm. logo on it and mm-hmm. I find the lab room and it says lab core. Mm-hmm. It's a different straight up name. Mm-hmm. You said it mm-hmm. and I would have never noticed until you said it. It was a different company mm-hmm. next door uh-huh. to the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Wouldn't so you've got to ask the place. But in... I think it was 2020, 2021, they have what they call a balanced billing act, I think that's the term, where it was starting to be more common knowledge that, you know, hospitals and facilities were doing these things, knowing that these places were out of network, but still charging that price. So the balanced billing act is supposed to eradicate that, where even though they are still out of network, which are provider in emergency situations they're supposed to cover be covered as in network okay so this wasn't an emergency right he just sent me my doctor sent me for labs now i didn't get charged today am i going to see that yeah i would in the mail yeah you once you get your bill i would check with the um, insurance company Uh, Once you get your explanation of benefits and ask them, was this service um, an out of network or would 
or did you pay it based upon your in-network uh, contract? And they should be able to tell you just to make sure. I just did the whole spiel about being an informed consumer. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this publicly now mm-hmm. for four complete episodes and mm-hmm. I did nothing. I was like, I'm just going to go and get my love. You know what I mean? Right. I knew it. it was all there. Right. I can see it more clearly now, even if I didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did see it. So I appreciate that. You've turned that light on. Mm-hmm. What's your super generic? I'm 22. First job, single. Where do I lean with insurance? What would you what options would you be looking at? If you opt for the employer-based insurance policies, of course, you got to take what they offer. And if you're fairly healthy, I would um, assume the cheaper premiums with the higher deductible. Um, But also anticipate the out-of-net, well, the out-of-pocket expense, um, something to offset that. So you can check into if your employer offers the HSA or you can opt to get your own HSA, like I said before, with your insurance company. Or your bank. Yeah, I mean, yes, with your bank, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so now let's go to the other side of it. Let's say three kids, mm-hmm. they're still relatively healthy, a couple mm-hmm. healthy adults, but maybe we're getting up there, mm-hmm. let's just say 50-ish, uh-huh. okay? Mm-hmm. What's your uh, options there which would you lean towards generically from uh employer-based options generically i would lean towards um, most insurance policies um cover preventative health services so as long as you have that you know do your annual checkups everyone in the family then you can choose a moderately priced premium with the moderate uh, deductible anything under thirty five hundred dollars okay um, And then, like you said, we're still going to look at offsetting that cost with the HSA, the FSA. And then also we're going to shop around for our prescriptions as well. Yes, Um, you definitely. And you have to pay attention to your policy to see how your prescriptions are covered. And um, if you choose not to go with your employer-based insurance, you can always go on um, healthcare.gov, I believe. And that is... um, kind of a healthcare marketplace where they have the insurance yeah. plans on there mm-hmm. where you can choose from there also because oh, they have right. some pretty good policies on there as well you would pay attention to the participation status first okay because some of those plans you know the network is small but they have a, a field where you can type in your physician and then you'll know if they're in or out of network okay so that that's plan. a healthcare marketplace yeah that you need to opt in once a year too yeah okay that's a good point um, final question here when we're shopping around. So some prescriptions you got to be like, I have a prescription where they ask for my ID and I got to mm-hmm. sign a thing and the dead da, 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 da. Yeah. is that a secondary headache when it comes to moving my prescriptions around? No prescriptions. Whenever you move them around, it's fairly easy. Okay. All you got to do is, I think it's just mostly annoying for your physician, like, dude, are right. you changing again? But they're pretty much used to it. Okay. It's no big, t- All big right. deal. And it's pretty handy because they have like the chat bot now or whatever yeah. that I can go through. So I love that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. Back after this, we're talking cost shares. When you're done looking for impersonal generic health care... Allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. 
Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at TrueMoveKC.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow. True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion. Okay, let's talk cost shares. What is it? How long have they been around, if you have any idea, and why do you like them? They've been around for a while, certain ones, um, 10, 15 years. You can now, it's um, your employer can opt to... Uh, enlist in them as well. But a cost share is essentially um, you're paying out of pocket. It's a community of individuals that share the money that they put in. They call it shareable. They don't have the traditional insurance terms because it is not an insurance. So it's basically everyone that enlists or enroll in this um, company, all the monies go into one pot. So whenever you have some type of medical um, service, um, they'll consider if it's shareable or not. Shareable um, is just a list of medical services that they will cover. And you can look at your guidelines and things of that nature to see if it'll cover it. The drawback um, is pre-existing. Most of them have like a certain period in which they will not cover any pre-existing um, two years. The one I'm currently with, I think two years, they'll cover maybe 25 percent, three years, 50 percent. So it's kind of like a um, let me get to know you. <laughs> How sick are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you can choose from there. So this is probably a question for an accountant, but does this count as insurance when it comes to taxes? Because you have to be covered. It does count as insurance if once you do okay. your taxes. Okay. It counts as you being medically covered. Medically covered. Good. Uh-huh. Okay. And how many of these companies out there? Can you give us a couple names? Uh, because I had never heard of this. I use Sidera and the company I work for um, uses Sidera. My son, I enrolled him in uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries. Okay. Um, that's another good one. They'll pray for you. Yeah. Hey. You know. It's not yeah. going to hurt, is yeah, it? It's not. <laughs> and, um, and this is the thing I try to educate people on whenever you choose cost shares. You're doing all the administrative part. You're doing all the footwork. And that is what is the main Uh, reason people do not choose it because insurance is already confusing and they they do not want to choose another type of insurance plan where they're solely responsible for right Mm -hmm. so that's typically the drawback especially when you go to your doctor or hospital and have to explain to them because most of the time they don't know what it is right they just want give me your blue cross card just give me your car yeah right i don't want to hear all that give me a car So what I had to do whenever um, I switched over for my son, I decided to go with Christian Healthcare Ministries because they have a physical card you can give them. And since I knew he wasn't very knowledgeable, I thought, you know, bam, you give him a card, you know, and I also got a credit card for him. So if there's any out-of-pocket expense, he can just put it on the card, have no worries because they're going to ask him for some type of money. Yeah. And just give him uh, the form of payment and then going about his way. Me, myself, personally, I'm more knowledgeable. So my cost share does not have an insurance card. So you have to go in explaining that um, you're self-pay. Okay. 
automatically. So that comes with all the discounts and all that great stuff. And then you submit it in all at once to the cost share, and then they'll reimburse you. And it's up to you ah, to pay the bill. Interesting. Very interesting, right? Oh, okay, so the drawbacks are they're not as widely known or no. used, no. right? You have to do a bunch of what the insurance company is charging us in overhead, yeah, right? They're anyway. paying admins and, and all the system. Right. The other drawback is it could be a lot a decent amount of more work depending on what you have done in a yes. year, right? What are the positives? Is it cheaper? Is it what's mm-hmm. what, a lot? Yes, it's 75% cheaper. 75%? Uh, yeah, because I remember um, whenever I first started working here, we had an insurance plan that was trash. <laughs> so, um, but it was super expensive, right? Yeah. And so I was able to sit down and like brainstorm with uh, the owner, think of a cheaper option. And so that's when we opted for the cost share. Um, Just because most of our employees are young, healthy, it just made better sense, right? And so they give you a kickback. So your premiums are cheaper if you're young. And so... Your premiums are adjusted based, based on, on your age. health. Do now is when you say you're with Sidera and this is a cost share, mm-hmm. is it still employer based? Meaning, yeah, we um, my employer enrolled in it. So okay, it's still so provided. this company, your employer, let's say there's just 15 employees versus mm-hmm. another company with 15 employees, mm-hmm. those premiums may be different yeah. based on, yeah, because they give you the discount based upon your employees. And whatever the like average age, yeah, the and demographics, all of that, yeah. Okay, so there's another drawback or another positive, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's either bad if your employee average age skews older mm-hmm. and less healthy, yeah. Those premiums are going to go up, but it could also be a positive because it could be a positive if you're at a gym. Yeah. And you got 10 employees mm-hmm. that are under 30, mm-hmm. right? Working out all, all the time. All the time. If you're talking about a, a big company, mm-hmm. they can't do this because they got too many employees. It's all over the place. It'd be too much work, right? Right. But if you're a smaller business. Small, it, it's very helpful for smaller businesses. And then one of the other concerns were the out-of-pocket expense um, um, for preventative services and all that. They do cover it majority of preventative health services, but not all. And so that was another concern. So we enrolled with a um, local concierge service. So our physician, we can have a physician at this clinic. There's a membership fee because it is also cash only. It's a a membership fee, very low fee. Um, My employer pays that fee, so it's free. Oh, nice. So I go see my doctor, and they have prescriptions there. Um, They have basic x-rays that you can get there. Like all the things that you would get kind of like at an urgent care clinic, they'll provide for you. Either it's um, discounted or it's a part of the benefits of being enrolled with them. They're um, open, you know, certain days, but they're available every day. All day. Wow. So I can text my doctor like Christmas Eve and be like, girl, like something's <laughs> going on. What can you do? Oh, I can send you an antibiotic. You still at this pharmacy? Yes. And she'll send it on. Boop, boop, boop. I'm better. <laughs> what you're telling me, it sounds like to a large degree that these are, you're talking about a network of small businesses. Yes. Kind of like a co-op. Right. 
taking advantage. So I get a company like Walmart using a major insurance company, mm-hmm. using major pharmacies, using major yeah. networks, health yeah. networks, because it's just easier that way. Yeah. Too many employees, too many different, you know yes. what I mean? The variance. Yes. The range. Yeah, it's a huge employ- range. Right. But, so that's interesting. So then when you say a, a health concierge. Yeah. So is that a go between the doctor or that is what you That could be your doctor. Because, you know, most younger population, they don't have a physician. You know, right. once they leave their pediatrician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just floating in the air. Right, right. <laughs> So that's a good way for them to have a physician, um, them to pay cash pay. You can still send it into your cost share. They can still reimburse you and you can still go on about your way. Okay. Um, you don't have to physically go to the doctor's office. You can have telehealth. Um, you can email, text them, phone call, and everything is taken care of in just one swoop. But that's going to be likely out of network if you're with any big insurance company. They do not accept insurance. They're cash pay on. Oh, so that's why it almost you have to have either stacks in the mm-hmm. bank, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have to be connected to a cost share, which uh, is yes. self-pay. Yes, which is self-pay. If I were to look for one of these health like what am i looking for i can't go can i go doctor what are my search terms there yeah medical concierge medical concierge yeah i love the sound of that yeah i don't know when i imagine a concierge i imagine a hotel where i'm like yo i need the best tacos within a month yeah 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 that's essentially what it is is that right it's like health services 24 7 365 but on a smaller individuals yes small business it's scale. very small because you know doctor's office that you'll go in and go out 15 20 minutes and you're like oh yeah. wait i forgot oh, what i was yeah. gonna ask because they was in and out you know when i see her just for a simple wellness checkup i'm there hour hour 15 minutes because they don't have yeah I guess, all of the yeah the monster on their back right yeah can i opt out of my employer-based insurance and as an individual join a cost share yes Oh, all right. And then now that I'm with the cost share, I can go find this health health concierge. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a smaller, right? Smaller doctor's office, smaller system. So they don't have to bust patients in and out. Right. Because they don't have to pay for, you know, a 10 story building. Right. Right. Yeah. And they don't have to deal with all the, and, and again, they're both sides. There's advantages and proper applications for Right. Of course. But again, this is something I had never heard of. And if you're whether it's a small business or really want to be an informed consumer or you really want to make. So I got to ask, because the whole insurance idea is what happens if I'm in a coma? Mm. Um, Cost share. Good. No, Mm. not a problem there. Is there anything I need to double check? I would (laughs) a coma. Well, like if I'm talking about something. Yeah. Catastrophic. It depends. You have to really um, look at the member uh, benefits and the guidelines. Okay. Um, Because sometimes they'll say for this certain thing, it could be only up to $25,000. But from what I understand, they will cover most catastrophic events. Um, The only difference is they'll probably call the health uh, services or the health care provider themselves and try to negotiate a cheaper deal. They will do that for you. Oh, nice. And then they'll reimburse you. The only drawback 
um, with some cost shares is just the submission of your receipts and getting reimbursement sometimes takes a while, but they let you know. Right. Like they'll say, once you submit it, this one might take up to 12 weeks. Interesting. Re- yeah. So at that time, what I do, like uh, I've mentioned before, is I tell, I set up a payment arrangement once yeah. I get my bill. So I'm still, you know, in the clear. And so whenever I get my check, I send it on to them. And Bang. And again, a smart, informed consumer, if you're saving 75, whatever the percentage is mm-hmm. on your monthly, mm-hmm. you're stocking that back. Yeah. So that when you do need to pay something, you take it out yeah. and you pay it and then you get that reimbursement check. Yeah. So again, and man, this, the thing is, hopefully our audience skews a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a young person, mm-hmm. like just out of school, if you started that now, the amount of money yeah. over, let's say, let's say you're 22 till you're 42 that you could save going this route. Going this route. Right? Yeah, monstrous money. 22 to 42, the amount of real doctor hospital visits I had, I could count on one hand, Mm -hmm. maybe less. Right. I mean, I was super lucky, you know. Yes. So don't get me wrong. Genetically, I hit the jackpot. Right. All that. Right. I just got lucky. The fact that I didn't end up in a car wreck, any of that stuff, I got super lucky. But so I could be in a completely different position now. Yes. Than if I would have been doing what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Final question. And if this is a whole different episode, please tell me. (laughs) Um, What about add-on insurance? Like, what are they called? Like the one with the duck, Aflac, and all those. Those accidental policies. The the side stuff that will cover Mm -hmm. your co-pays and some of that extra Mm -hmm. stuff. Not a fan. Mm -mm. Okay. Not going to cover it. Not I even mean, worth, not even. It's not even worth it because you got to think you're paying the premiums for these accidentals. Now, you have to keep in mind, people, accidentals are usually covered by another insurance. If you accident happened yeah. at work, workman's comp. Yeah. Accident happened in a vehicle, auto insurance. Oh. Accident. So all the other accidents is covered by another premium that you're already paying with another right. insurance. So Aflac, no. Now, whenever you get into short-term and long-term disability policies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that would be the only thing that it's good for. But okay. most of the time, the employer-based policies are good policies when it comes to those type things. Yeah. A little bit cheaper and reasonable and it covers more. So again, being an informed consumer, if you're worried like, oh, what if something goes south and Mm -hmm. I'm a single mother with three kids and I really need that income and I can't lose it, then maybe some double check your, what'd you say, your short-term, long-term disability benefits. And if you know your benefits, not only health insurance, but a great point by you, your auto insurance, Mm -hmm. your, you know, some of these other things, not only that, but also again, because you turned us on to some of these like like third party um, benefits that you can get for free. Some yeah. of the churches and some of that stuff you might be connected to yes. all that stuff should cover what these third party supplemental. Yes. Like I need insurance for my insurance. Yeah. You need insurance. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The whole, now that you said that, that is exactly right? what that Why? is. Yeah. Come on. No. But, but I probably don't need it if you're an informed consumer and you're right. doing your circles and you're getting it all uh, yeah. and you know where you're at. 
Yeah, because they have maximum coverages, meaning they'll um, exhaust their benefits for you at like maybe 25000 It just depends on the policy. And then what are you going to do if it exceeds $25,000? And right. then they'll reimburse maybe 60% of your income. Right. Uh, I got 100% bills. <laughs> you feel me? So um, I'm going to need all that. <laughs> So right. All right, oh Jamie, I love it. Anything we didn't uh, cover? No. Got I it. think we got everything. I mean, go back to it may be our new tagline, um, but something wittier than being informed consumer. Yeah. But that's the top and bottom oh, of it. Yes. One more thing yes. I have to plug in. Yes. A totally different demographic is for people that are eligible for Medicare. I get questions one million times. I need a tip jar where elderly people or people that are Medicare eligible will ask me, OK, it's time for me to get a secondary. What should I get? People. <sighs> I would say my biggest suggestion whenever you're picking a Medicare supplement is keep in mind your medications. That is the first thing you need to look at because medications these days are expensive, especially right. if it's diabetic meds, heart meds. They can be expensive. So, um, or anticoagulants, you know, blood thinners, things of that nature are expensive. So, Go buy the coverage for your uh, prescription first, and then those what they call um, Medicare Advantage policies. Um, Who am I getting these from? See, that's what they do. They come and knock on the doors. Oh. Of the pe- they have a list that they go. They see. They pull it yeah. off. They'll go try to market to you these because insurance it's probably brokers. Government, so that all that info well, is out there. They do contract with the government. That's how they get some of the benefits, but. Um, some people get confused um, whenever they get these policies. It's supposed to supersede Medicare. So even though that you're Medicare Part B eligible, which means outpatient services is what it'll cover, it'll supersede that. So it'll act as a commercial policy. So it'll have restrictions on there that Medicare did not have itself and so on and so forth. So you have to pay attention to those plans. That's a We can talk about that. Medicare um, and Medicaid. Oh, that may be a whole different episode, right? Yeah. But they're excellent. They are built and they're managed well for what they do. Medicare and Medicaid specifically are managed well? Yeah, well, I can say Medicare. Medicare is handled very well. Okay, considering well. the volume. Yeah, of considering the volume of people. And range that yeah. they cover. Okay, but if you're on that, you may need some supplemental. You you always need some supplemental, um, and it depends on who you are. But that's where there it seems as if they're being they're predators. They target these older people and they scare them into these policies that they don't need. Do you think Medicare is a whole episode or nobody of that age is going to be listening to podcasts? We go on the AM radio. Well, they have family members. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. Just in case you have parents or grandparents and you're running that portion of their life. Yes. Maybe you need to be informed. Yes. Whole episode maybe. Yeah, because everybody's going to be on Medicare at some point. Hopefully. Yeah, Lord willing. All right. Okay, we'll do that. Again, Jamie, you knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. Thanks. Super smart, great voice. All, you're the whole package. <laughs> I can't deny it. Follow us on Facebook. And I'll put the link in the show notes. All that is there. Good RX. We love cost shares. Look for them. Um, do a little bit of research. If you have questions, input, output on the show. If you have topics you'd like us to cover, uh, info at thecureandthecurse.com. If you want to support, if you're getting any use out of this, 
episodes, just share with your friends. It should be available wherever you get your podcast. Um, Should be worldwide on the webs now. Uh, That was episode five. Jamie, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Cure and the Curse. When you're done looking for impersonal, generic healthcare, allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at TrueMoveKC.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow. True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion.